It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. It starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day. And welcome back to another edition of Can Crusher Spotlight. My favorite part of the week where I get to sit down and talk to wrestlers across the world, across the United States, wherever, anywhere. As we call in, we talk to them, we learn a little bit about what made them wrestling fans to start and then pushed them into the business and everything. Uh, this interview this week, we, we talk video games. We really do. We talk about current wrestling stuff uh, not going on with OVW. We're, we're really all over the board. But before I get there and I tell you who it is, uh, if you haven't looked at the picture already... Um, I want to take a moment to say thank you. Start off right off the bat. Thank you, one, to all the fans that have just been sending emails in saying, hey, we really like this Can't Crush Your Spotlight. You know, you've had some of our favorite guys on. Next time you go and talk to them, can you get more in-depth about this match or this match? Yeah, go ahead. Send us what match you want us to talk about when we talk about so-and-so with somebody when we get there. Um, everybody you've heard on recently on Can Crusher Spotlight, we hope to have a wraparound again and talk and find out what's been going on with them since we talked to them. Um, some are already booked that we, we know in advance, but we're just going to wait and show you and uh, just keep you there. Just keep you waiting to see who the next one is. So, one, thank you to the fans for continuing support of Can Crusher Spotlight and the Can Crusher's Wrestling Podcast, which comes out every Wednesday. Um, just like our wrap-up show, if you have not listened to it, go out and uh, all the outlets that we name all the time. You know, you have iTunes, you have Google Play, you have Spotify, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout. You know, I can run through that whole list, but, you know, they're on there. Uh, they're also posted on Facebook that you can listen to them. Just uh, continue listening, continue growing with us as we, we're going to make this trek together. We are still Marks with the air quote. Yeah, I, my name is Mark, and my mom duly named me knowing that I was going to be a wrestling fan way down the line, but... Yeah, this is great. It really is getting to connect with all these guys and gals, as they say. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, thank you to Al Snow and Chad Miller of OVW for opening up the doors. Here you go. Uh, here's the talent. Set up what you want. Do however you want and just uh, talk with them. Help them out to get their name out there. Let them know that... So-and-so is here and is getting ready to take on the world. And that brings me into who we interview this week. Um, Four-time tag team champion, two-time OVW television champion, was a number one contender, and we'll get into all that, but it's the bro god himself, Dustin Jackson. Uh, this was a fun interview. We kind of... When we're doing these spotlights, we keep the you know the time limit right now, half an hour, 40 minutes. We kind of lost track of time a little bit as this one ran a little long because we just we just got into so much. We, we just got into video games and wrestling today and, and everything. We kind of took a, a sidetrack off of OVW for a little bit, but then we came back around. Um, Dustin Jackson, he is amazing. He really is. He's somebody that... If you don't know who he is, guys, get on OVW Network. Uh, it's $4.99 a month, first of all. 
You're going to see a lot of shows. You're going to get a lot of extra content here in the future, trainings, this, that, and the other. But $4.99 a month, you get all their archive stuff. You get to see all the SNSs. It's well worth it. You know, uh, we'll put down the six pack of beer to make sure that we get the OVW network. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to Collar and Elbow. You're going to hear the ad here in a minute as Al Snow comes on each and every episode to tell you about his great line. It's collarandelbow.com. Guys, these shirts are phenomenal. They also have hoodies. They have hats. They, they have everything that a wrestling fan wants. And again, the shirts are comfortable. They really are. They're, they're just not those stiff shirts. Then they don't get loose once you wash them or anything. They're a awesome shirt. They really are. All three Can Crushers have them. Paul's got a Job Squad one. Uh, the English Professor's got a Mean Gene one. And I have several. I, I have regular OV, um, OVW. I have regular uh, Collar and Elbow ones. I have, my favorite one is uh, the legendary like Dusty Rhodes one. Uh, they're, they're just great, well-made shirts. So right around the corner after we hear Al Snow talk more about Collar and Elbow, We'll dive into the interview with Dustin Jackson and then we'll come back and wrap this all up for another great Can Crusher Spotlight. And I'll say it now, guys, if you want anybody on the show, you know, shoot me an email. Um, I can reach out to whoever and say, hey, you know, so-and-so said they'd like you to be on the show. Can we schedule some time? And most of the time, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do something. So if you want to hear anybody, just uh, reach out to us or if you know them, send them our way and we'll have them on the show. We're open up to talk wrestling with anybody. We love it. We love it. So, all right, here comes Al Snow in Collar and Elbow. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. And welcome back to Can Crushers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited to have a former two time TV champ, a former four time tag champ, the bro god himself, Dustin Jackson, joined Can Crushers. Dustin, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Like I said, thanks for uh, stopping by this week. Yeah, of course. Anytime, man. I always love to talk some wrestling. Yeah, I saw you this past weekend, and we uh, shot the shit a little bit, so it was nice catching up. But let's rewind for all the people that don't know everything about you to get the this stuff out of the way, and then we can dive into some wrestling, all right? Okay, let's do it, man. All right, uh, when you were little Dustin Jackson, who introduced you to wrestling? Was it, like, mom or dad, grandpa? Um, actually, it was myself. Uh, I was, like, scrolling through the channels. Um, I happened to stop on a tag team. You probably know who they are, the Hardy Boys. Um, I, I've heard of them. Tag team. Yeah, man, the Hardy Boys, man. And I saw them, and, uh, like, I just fell in love with, like, who they were. Uh, I fell in love with them doing crazy moves. Like, it was uh, Matt, Jeff, and Lita. I had to have been at least, like, five. It was, like, 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. And I uh, just never stopped. I just never stopped watching wrestling because, like, I love them. Like, I specifically watched just to watch them. So that, that answer is actually question number two. But I, I bet you uh, went towards Lita a little bit more because that was her risque type of deal. You know, those pants down around with the Daisy Duke huggers up and everything. I know you're five, yeah. but you were checking her out. Oh yeah. Always man. Lita was hot, man. You can't deny that. Lita's still hot. Yeah. Lita's still hot. She hasn't changed very much. So no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So besides the Hardys, anybody else that you kind of, because you're, 
I'm going to spoil it right now. You are sort of a little bit of a high flyer, but was there anybody else that, you know, really got you saying, wow, I really like what they're doing on TV? Um, well, I used to like Kofi Kingston back when he was like the Jamaican Kofi Kingston. Uh, not really now as much. I still like him. Um, I still watch wrestling in the same way. Um, back, like also like when I started getting older, I started to like guys like, uh, like Randy Orton. Um, which he's not really a high flyer, but if you actually watch like his early stuff, like before, like he really like started having shoulder issues, he actually kind of was. He would do the cross body off the top rope. Me and him were both six three. We're both like close to the same height, and I was like, well, you know, I'm like becoming a taller kid and stuff like that. So I was like, and you know, my dad was six six. So I was like, well, like you know, I know I'm not going to be able to do the stuff that Jeff Hardy does. But, you know, he was absolutely insane at his prime. He could do like four fifty splashes and stuff like that. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I could, you know, be a little bit more like Randy Orton. I'm probably going to be a bigger kid when I get older. Yeah, you were. Young, young Randy Orton. Like 2004, you know, youngest world champ Randy Orton is what I'm talking about. Yeah, straight from OVW Randy Orton? Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Yes, that guy. Guy that did the drop kicks. Because, you know me, I like to throw a drop kick. He would do the crossbody off the top rope, you know. Just he was a real athletic wrestler. He doesn't really get credit for that. He's not really known for that. He didn't really, you know, start getting popular until like he became like the legend killer that we know today. So yeah, once he got that title run, uh, that's what pretty much put him over in the legend killer. You're right. But I want to yeah. stop for a minute. You were probably one of ten people that said they actually liked Jamaican Kofi Kingston. I just couldn't get behind it. I really couldn't. You didn't like Jamaican Kofi Kingston? No. Oh, man, that's crazy, man. I love Jamaican Kofi Kingston. I don't know why. I feel like he uh, he did great as, like, the Intercontinental Champion. I was always waiting for them to push him off the card, but they just never did. He had it was just the gimmick. It really was. The moves were there. You know, yeah. Kofi's a a wonderful performer, talent in and out of the ring. He can talk, but it, it was just cheesy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Cause you, you could tell he really wasn't a Jamaican. I just, I mean, honestly, for me, like, you know, I gravitated toward his in-ring work. So, you know, all the, uh, the, the wrestlers that I've probably heard that you say, you know, it's all, it's all character, character, character. Like, I gravitated towards Kobe, like, who he was in the ring, like his in-ring work, you know? That's unbelievable. So he was a very good wrestler. So, uh, what was your number one factor getting into professional wrestling? Was it, you know, Dad saying, dude, you could do this? Or was it you saying, screw it, I'm going for it? Uh, no, none of my family was really kind of on board with it. So uh, I uh, was actually a high school basketball player, and uh, I was really good. And uh, I got a scholarship to go to a junior college, um, which I guess is not, like, really good. But, uh, you know, like I signed my letter of intent and everything and actually, like, showed up to college. I started working out with the team and stuff. And I just had, like, something like, you know, I just always wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I never knew how to tell my family because I got good at basketball. So, you know, I would just, like, kept, kept it, kind of kept it inside of me. But then one day I uh, just was like, you know what, like, I'm I'm going to, like, I'm going to quit all this basketball stuff and I'm just going to take a, take a risk on myself and I'm going to try to become a professional wrestler. And uh, I just decided to go down to OVW and, give all that basketball stuff up and, you know, start balking up, start eating a lot and, you know, really, like, give it all that I got. And the parents and everybody were behind you with that decision then? Uh, I think they were a little bit skeptical, you know, because, like, none of my family really would, like, it wasn't, like, a family thing. Like, I was always watching wrestling by myself. Like, you know, it wasn't really, like, they were really, like, a, like they knew that I liked wrestling, but they didn't know that, like, I wanted to be a wrestler, I don't think, you know? And now they show up for your matches and stuff at OVW? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, they definitely support me now ever since, like, they've watched me, like, on TV and stuff. And they're like, well, you you actually seem like you're getting pretty good. So, you know, we, we're going to support you because I guess, like, if I do make it one day, they're going to they're gonna want a little, little bit of that paycheck probably. <laughs> As do I. As do I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Six championships in total so far, and a number one contendership, which we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, you're doing pretty damn good for yourself. Yeah, I'm trying my best, man. It's, for me, it's all about just, you know, hard work, you know, staying humble, 
and, you know, just to try to continue to get better um, and to try to – I'm trying to be innovative, you know. I don't think – like, well, obviously now there's Corey Storm, but before Corey Storm, you know, I don't – so, like, OVW really had a lot of high flyers, you know. So I was like, you know, I'm a pretty big guy and I'm young, so, you know, why not – you know, I'm pretty athletic. Why not try to, like, fly around the ring a little bit, you know, be different. Right, right. So staying with that, why OVW? Because there's so many other out there that you could have gone to train at. Why OVW? Uh, well, I grew up in Louisville, so uh, I always knew what OVW was. And uh, it would always come on, like, after uh, SmackDown, like back when SmackDown was on Friday night. So I always knew that, like, it was like a training school. And I was always, like, I, like I said, I always kind of had it in the back of my mind, like I was going to go there and train and try to become a wrestler because – you know, if you live in Louisville, you know what OVW is. You know, even though it's went through up and down periods, you still know what it is, you know. If you live in Ridgeway, Pennsylvania, you damn well better know what OVW is if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I grew up, like, I grew up in Louisville. So, like, for me, like, I remember one time when I was, like, seven, OVW was at Six Flags. And it was, like, Johnny Jeter versus, like, Chris Jericho. And I just remember, man, like, it was packed. And I was just like, man, this is so awesome. Like, we get to see, you know, Johnny Jeter would end up being in the Spirit Squad. But it was just cool because you get to see the the uh, the guys before they get to go to the WWE. Like, you know, you just get to see them, like, in your backyard in Louisville before anybody else does. So all, the, all my kid friends, we all kind of felt like a little cult group of fans because we had the developmental system in Louisville. Yeah, you've seen the best of the best. Let's not knock, I mean, this is going to actually get uh, a pat on both me and you's uh, back from Chad and Al, but you've seen the best of the best. You've had Cena, you've had Batista, you've had Orton, you've had a, a list of women that are unbelievable. Yeah. So what they're Talk. doing, yeah. So, yeah, all right. I mean, like, it's... Go ahead. Oh, I was just I was just gonna say, yeah, like like it's amazing. Like just oh just just how OBW, like uh just like how they've been here and like all the stars that have came through here, like it's it's like pretty amazing. So let's talk about your trainers real quick. Uh you've had three or four different trainers now being in OVW as you've been there a few years. We'll leave it at that. Um let's start with Rip Rogers first. Uh give us some words about the difference between Rip and Al, and then you have Adam Revolver. I mean, you just have these trainers that are so different, but are on the same path. Um, I think Rip Rogers is like a great wrestling trainer. I think he's great, and I'm pretty sure you probably heard this on Pat's like podcast, but he's really good at like teaching the basics and ingraining the basics of professional wrestling into your head. Um, but uh, I, I think you know, like. Um, like he still is like kind of behind on in terms of like wrestling like today. So like he teaches a very classic, classic style of wrestling, something that you would more likely see in the 1970s and not in 2019. But he's still a very beneficial trader and has lots and lots of knowledge. Right. And now Al has changed the whole OVW stratosphere. So many changes coming up in the near future that we won't say until uh, OVW says, but uh, it's just amazing what Al is doing for this company. Yeah, Al's great, man. Al is like, I mean, if, if you, I don't know if you watched OVW before Al got there, but uh, uh, before Al got there, man, I was a lackey, kind of like a lackey kind of guy for DL3. That means, like, you know, I just kind of, like, did the dirty work. But, like, he was the main focus of the group. But once I got there, man, he took me out of that group, and he, like, gave me every opportunity and chance to succeed. And like you said, because of it, I'm a four-time tag team champion and two-time television champion because of the opportunities Al gave me. Because he, I think he saw something in me, and he believed in me. So he kept giving me opportunities, and I kept trying to take advantage of yeah, and you really have. Um, you also were recently the number one contender, and this is where I'm going to be on your side. I have a little beef because you really never got your due because dimes got thrown into the match as well, and you kind of got screwed out of the real number one, one-on-one -on -one, number one contenders match. Uh, what, what's up with that? Uh, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I guess like right now um... – I guess, like, right now, they they just don't see it as my time. Um, I'm hoping to get back to that, you know. I was very grateful to have that match and have that opportunity. But, uh, you know, right now, I guess they, they, they see – they just see the company going in a different direction. Um, 
And because you know, I thought I would come back, come to the midnight mid nightmares summers tournament. I think it was called. And uh, close enough. Regain my number one contendership, but uh, sadly, I did not. So to get some more of these uh, normal questions out of the way. I'll tell you who I think you are. This is who I've always, since I started watching OVW, and just a, a comparison on some of your matches. And then you tell me who you're actually trying to be, minus saying Jeff Hardy. All right, because I never saw you as Jeff Hardy because of your frame. But I saw you yeah. as Edge. Because Edge would do Edge. as much flying as you do. He did the missile drop kick. Um, you're missing the spear. But we'll we'll work on that. But I always put you in the in the mindset of Edge. Now, who is Dustin Jackson? Uh, like right now, who is Dustin Jackson? Yes. Um, I, I honestly could see Edge. Uh, I could see a little bit of Edge, but I think right now Dustin Jackson is uh, just a guy that uh, you know, trying to make it. Uh, he's you know he'll go out there and put his body on the line. Um, he's a young guy, you know. I think he gets counted out a lot. Like even though he gets the opportunities in normal contendership, I still think he gets slept on. Um, like in terms of like being one of the best at OVW, because like this is just like the competitive nature in me. I do believe I'm the best in OVW, and I know they have other guys, but you know, if you don't believe you're the best, then you won't make it far. So you know, I kind of do walk around with a chip on my shoulder. I think Dustin Jackson is a guy with a chip on his shoulder, and I think if you ask Al, he would definitely agree with you. Yeah, and that's in life, too. You know, not just wrestling. You have to believe you're the best at what you do. Have it be a garbage man. Have it be a podcast. Have it be a horrible referee like Daniel Spencer is. Anything that you want to be is what you need to be. Yeah, and that, that's honestly what I see. I just I truly believe I'm the best there. And, you know, I hope everybody at OVW, uh, like, on the roster listens to this podcast because, like, this is true, man. This is 100%, like, I believe I'm the best, and I hope they listen to it, and I hope it motivates them to try to prove me wrong. Because if they don't, like, I'm just going to keep trying to push in the envelope. Like, you know, because I know we got guys like Dimes and stuff like that, and Corey Storm, but, like, I'm twice their size doing the same thing, so. Well, recent, recently you've been having a hell of a Donnybrook with this one guy who also thinks he's the real deal, kind of the best as well, Randall Floyd, and... To us as podcasters, you're both faces and you're stealing the show at any event that you guys have a match. And this last Saturday night special, all hell broke loose. Oh, man, it did. It did. Uh, first and foremost, like, you know, me and Miranda Floyd, we we kind of always had issues. Like, uh, and this stems back to, like, uh, and I don't think he really knows we have issues, but this stems back to, like, um, just the way that, like, Randall Floyd was bought in, brought into OVW. Um, he was, like, kind of like the OVW golden boy. And guys that have been there a little bit longer were kind of thrown to the side. Like, I'm telling you, like, he was, like, loved. And, like, like, and I mean, like, I'm talking about, about like, guys like Rip, like, trainers and stuff. Like, he became the guy who was, like, running Rip's class and Rip wasn't there. Like, he, now he, like, runs the beginner's class. And, I, and, like, for me, I just never got that. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I just never got that. And I think that all boiled over this Saturday because, you know, he's been like the golden boy. He's been given everything. But, like, I don't think he's better than me. I don't think, you know, he deserves to be running a beginner's class. I, I don't think any of that stuff. So, you know, I think that all boiled over. And, like, as you saw, man, all hell broke loose. Is there a bit of jealousy maybe behind that because he is running some of the classes and you're not yet? Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it jealousy i would just call it like competitiveness you know i just like i said i believe in myself and uh i just like you know i started at the bottom of ovw like i had to work my way up the card you know i started as a lackey for dl3 you know it took me like i, I started like at the very very bottom and like he started at the top as soon as he got there they just started kissing his ass and giving him everything like oh here's the tv title we're just gonna give it to you like they just gave him everything and just me like like I said, like, I just have that chip on my shoulder because I worked, and, like, now I passed him up. I already got my number one finger shot for the heavyweight title and stuff like that. So it's, like, I feel like like, like I'm just here to show him that, like, you know, there's, there's another dog in town, and this dog's here to take your place. 
Speaking of more dogs in town, uh, the OVW Combine slash draft also ended this past Saturday as well, and 16 people are now welcomed into the Al Snow Wrestling Academy. And Dustin, I know you were there, and I know you were in the back watching some of these beasts that are now signed to OVW. Let's start naming some. Is there somebody you would want to take out right off the bat? Um, not really, because I think those guys are going to have to prove themselves. And, uh, yeah, like, you, you've done your squats and you've done your push-ups and stuff, and still, a lot of those guys still haven't, like, wrestled, so, like, they're going to have to learn how to wrestle. And, yeah. uh, like, I, I just don't look at those guys in competition, just as of right now, because, like, I'm already in the game, and I'm, I'm already proving myself. So, like, if they want to, like, step up and, you know, try to prove themselves, then, like, they, they're more than welcome to come and step up and try to prove themselves. But until then, I don't think they're a threat to me. Nice, I, I agree. So a big event is planned on September 11th, and it is at 4th Street in Louisville, and it's going to be live on TV down there, live on the OVW network. And I, I know we're about a month away, but is there one person that you'd like to uh, have a Donnybrook with on that so the world can see you? Like a match, like a dream match. Is that what you're kind of asking? Well, the dream match is always our last question. I'm saying anybody on the OVW roster right now that you just want to beat the hell out of. Oh, man, I don't know. Like a guy a guy that I would definitely want to get in there with on the OVW roster is definitely Randy. Um, just because, like, what we have going on right now. But uh, that's, that's really the only one I can think of right now. That's the only one that's, you know, kind of getting in the way of uh, – me in that top spot, I feel like. Okay, not me, Corey Storm, because he's he was the number one contender. We'll see where, where this goes after Saturday. But why, why not Smooth himself, right? Why not go right at the the snake? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I I, I like like you just mentioned Corey Storm. Uh, Corey Storm is uh, he's like after what I saw this Saturday, he's earned my respect. He tore the house down. That's absolutely one of the best matches I've ever seen at OVW since I've been there. Um, so no beef with him, just respect. If we do cross paths, like I do think I could come out as a better man. Um, but you know, Smooth, I I would, I I don't know. I just, you know, Smooth's gonna get got. You know, so like right now, you know, I have this thing going on with Randall Floyd. I, I just gotta focus on him. And uh, you know, when 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 I take him out, then I'll be back to that title picture. All right. Uh, we'll just go off topic a little bit now. How much wrestling do you watch on a weekly basis? I mean, you, I know you have training and you have matches yourself and everything, but on downtime, are you watching old school stuff? Or are you watching old uh, new stuff or anything in between? Uh, I'm definitely watching new stuff. Um, and when I say new stuff, I mean, like, I would say probably – 2010 and forward, uh, just because, um, you know, I know a lot of people would disagree with this, and um, but they, people people think that the wrestling business hasn't changed, like, you know, whatever, blah, 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 but, you know, the wrestling business has changed in terms of how many hardcore fans are now into the product. I think the hardcore fans uh, more run the product than the casual fans, so I kind of think that you have to, you know, kind of, you know, get over with those hardcore fans and then the casual fans will just kind of follow. That's just how it seems to me. Just like how like I've been watching it and stuff, you know? No, I, I would completely agree because when I was younger, it was the territories and we didn't know anything about anything unless it was on TV. Now, uh, I don't have to watch raw or SmackDown. And by the time I wake up in the morning, I can read it and not have to invest five hours into both shows combined. And I, I'm there. It's just the way it is. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with you. And if you're out there just, like, you know, giving guys shoulder tackles and one punches and that guy's just, like, selling the crap out of the punch, like, no offense, but, like, people are going to change the channel nowadays. They want to see action. They want to see movement. They want to see, you know what I mean? They want to see, like, two competitors go at it, like, two competitors go to war. And, you know, guys are more athletic nowadays than they were back in the day. And you got guys like Ricochet and Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins. Like, you have, like, so many, like, so much more athleticism on the roster. So, like, you have to, like, 
step up your game in today's era, I feel like. So I just watched the new era because I feel like that's what I'm going to be wrestling in. So I have to learn how to step up my game in that era, you know? Well, that's I believe it's because we all as a society want everything right now. We we want the big the big finish, we want the the climax, we want everything. We don't care about arm bars anymore. We really don't. Yeah. Not at all. So and like, you know, Vince did a terrible job like how he how he uh just, you know, like kind of like exposed it and you know, it was exposed before then, but like that kind of killed it too. And then just after that, you know, now I feel like it's it's more, you know, Alex is going to kill me for this, but, like, this is just what I truly believe. I believe now it's way more performance-based. I mean, in OVW, maybe not. Like, I believe OVW is still, like, a really good storytelling, like, place. But I think when it comes to the WWE, I mean, like, every show is just, like, run by hardcore fans nowadays. I mean, like, I was watching Monday Night Raw last night, and, like, Seth Rollins is cutting this great promo, like, where he, like, has, like, emotion, and, like, he seems like he's down because he just got attacked by Brock Lesnar again. And you literally have people just tell him, like, he sucks. Like, in the crowd, like, you suck. And, like, he's, this is supposed to be, like, 10 years ago, he had been the biggest, like, baby face in the company, you know? Uh, I agree. I, I completely agree. And I like that you brought up Raw. I, I really do. Um, are, are you watching it each week, or are there times that you you have to fast-forward through some of it because – the 45-minute interviews, the 20-minute promos, and there's only two matches. Are you deep into it each week, or are you just like, all right? I'm into it. I'm definitely into, like, the wrestling aspect of it. Like, I think that they're still putting on, like, great matches and stuff. Um, I just, you know, believe that there's no stars. And uh, I believe that, you know, what I'm doing here at OVW, like, if I, if I continue on the path that I'm going to like, going on, uh, and my goal is to, like, make myself a star and then – you know, right. Like try to try to be that star there one day. Right, and OVW being partnered with Impact, that's kind of let's say the the next step in the in in the progression, right? I mean, you have Scott Demore that can show up at Davis Arena any time since there's a partnership. Anytime. How is yeah. that? How is that buzz still backstage? Um, it feels good. You know, I think we're all kind of on the edge of our toes. Um. We're all waiting for that opportunity, you know, to, to shine. Um, and for me, you know, like, that's why, like, every match, like, that's why I go out there and put my body on the line because what if Scott DeBoer walks in and my match is on the monitor, you know? Like, I want him to see something that he would be willing to invest in, you know? Like, something that he would be willing to, like, put time and money into to make money with. Right, um, right. So, like, that's the attitude. Like, like you said, that's the next step, and it's all – it's all about coming across like a star to those people, even if right now we're not the biggest stars yet, you know? Uh, as a whole, Davis Arena was insane on Saturday. The couple times was, I was, was there, it was blowing the roof off. It, you guys are, you're there. Let me tell you, you're there. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in, in five years? Is, is it Impact? Is it AEW? Is it holding the 24-7 year Continental TV Championship? Or would it, where is it? Um, honestly, you know, I, I, I just want to be making money in five years. Um, obviously, the end goal is WWE. But, I mean, you see guys like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and, you know, guys like that that's been like years and years, man, like just like grinding it out in like other companies and like on the indies, and I kind of see myself taking that same path. And, you know, it's kind of weird. I kind of want to take that path. I kind of want to spend, you know, five years in Ring of Honor and three years in Impact and two years in New Japan. You know what I mean? Like, I want that path because I want to wrestle so many different people. And, like, I want to – I don't know. For some reason, I just – I really want that. Like, right now, I've only been in the business for about two and a half years, and they've all been at OVW. But eventually, it's going to be my – like, I'm going to have to leave OVW and go try to make my name – like somewhere else and you know i want to keep going to different places to keep trying to make that name right my my so next just making money is where i want to be next question was uh, because with you being there two and a half going on three years is new japan or uh, noah or you know there's a couple different promotions over in japan is that something that you would do would, would you transition oh, yeah. six months over there 100 percent, man 
Japan is like always, always kind of been a dream of mine. You know, I've, I've, I became, I started getting really into like becoming like a hardcore wrestling fan. Like when I was like 16. So like, I started like really watching other products. Then the WWE new Japan was one of them. And I was always like, man, I would love to go over and wrestle with new Japan. I would love to be a part of wrestle kingdom one day. Like I would love to be a part of like the G1. I know I'm a bigger guy, but you know, like, cause I know a lot of their guys are smaller, but you know, I think I would definitely do well there. If you could pick one, I mean, we're, we're leaving OVW out of this. If you could pick one promotion right now that you would just put all your, your well-being in and just wanting to go there and throw WWE out too because you said that's your end result, where yeah. would you want to go right now? And we're going to say you have to be there for a year. Uh, Ring of Honor. Um, and the reason why I would want to be in Ring of Honor is because like they've just lost a bunch of people. And I'm young. And I'm, I think people haven't seen the best of me yet. And I believe that, you know, when there's guys like there is in Ring of Honor, there's still a lot of talent and stuff. It causes you to raise up your game because it's like, you know, it's just like you, you got to raise it up. And I want to go there and, like, elevate myself and try to raise up my game. And, you know, because they work a different style over there. And I want to learn that style. Like, I want to be a part of that because I believe I'm athletic enough to do it. It's all about just getting in there with a good dance partner that can do it that's going to teach you the ropes. So definitely Ring of Honor would be the one for me. How about the upstart, and I'll say upstart because it's not the NWA it used to be. Would you ever consider going to the NWA with uh, Billy Corgan and Aldis and, you know, Cornette's got his name in the hat there. So how about the NWA? Oh, 100%. I'll definitely go there for sure. Like, I, was, I mean, that, that what they've been doing, and they kind of have a working relationship with Ring of Honor. They did the uh, – I think it was like a tag team tournament not like, too long ago. It was a was cro- it the Crockett Cup. It was, and we were there. It was amazing. It was old school vibes all over again. Yeah, and like they had like that battle royal. I'm actually uh, kind of friends with the boys. They used to be with Dalton Castle. Um, I'm good friends with Dave Harmon. He's a referee at OVW, and he's they used to be at OVW. The boys, the two like twins, uh, they used to be with Dalton Castle, and uh, they're in Ring of Honor, and. Uh-huh. Uh, they were, uh, they, they were, they were just telling me about how like how awesome that event was. Yeah, you also had a run-in with uh, two other members that, well, they were tag team champions in OVW for a while, and now they are tried and true a lot. Um, the War Kings, they were actually in that tournament as well, and you you had some battles with them. I did, yeah, yeah, and that was awesome, man. I just want to like go ahead and say that like they helped me so much in uh, my development, like just as a wrestler. Um, Jacks and Crimson both like just helped me, just become a better wrestler. They helped me sell better. You know, they they forced me to uh, you know. I mean, I learned how to take a beating, of course, as you see in some of those matches. Taking a squisher in the corner from Jacks is not a fun thing to do. Um, but like they they taught me so much. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like they, they believed in me, too, because, you know, like, they, they like I don't know, I just feel like they believed in me, and uh, they, they taught me a lot. That's just my opinion. And, uh, like, you know, they, they really helped me a lot, Jackson, Crimson, both. Good good uh, segue for me, and I brought. I just thought of this question. Is uh, Besides uh, Jack Sand Crimson, is there anybody else that has really pushed you to your limits that said, man, that, that's going to help me five, six years down the line? Um, yeah, there's, there's actually been a couple. Um, and uh, one, one of the guys who's not there anymore, but his name is uh, Logan James. Uh, that, that guy, I don't know if you remember LJ, but yeah. uh, that guy was good, man. That guy was awesome. And the stuff that he's doing right now, like, on the indie scene, is crazy. But that guy, man, can go. And uh, we had some, some really good matches. Like, and uh, I would call them new school matches, but uh, they were really good and they were really fun. And I was a heel at the time. And not really doing much, and he pushed me to my limit. Uh, Randall Floyd, obviously, the matches we've been having lately, we had two time limit draws. We had that we were involved in that fatal four way. Every time we go in there, I felt like we have a good technical wrestling match. Um, uh, even Dodds for those first ten minutes of that of that match, like I feel like he he pushed me kind of kind of kind of to a limit and uh, made me step up my game because I had to match him, had to match everything he was doing. You know, since he was a smaller guy and, you know, kind of rolling around the ring, I had to be that guy who matched everything because, you know, I'm, I, have to keep, I have to keep the crowd on my side. So, you know, 
there's a guy flying around and stuff, they're going to start cheering him. So, like, I have to fly around, too. Right, right. Right. So, a random question. Are you a big video game guy? Oh, it's huge, man. How'd you know? Did you, did you read, like, an interview or something like uh, about me? I did not. I, I actually wanted to transition because we said that we're going to talk about anything and everything, and I was pumped about the the new 2K that was uh, just released, and I wanted to get your feelings on that. The the WWE one? Yeah. I actually have not got it yet, the new one. I got 2K19 still. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it, the release meaning of what's going to be on it and, and everything. Did you read about it yet? I, I actually have not. No, no, this is actually going to strike you. I'm actually a very big classic gamer. Nintendo? I collect classic, I collect classic games. I have some Nintendo games, uh, mostly PS2, because I believe PS2 is the greatest console of all time. Um, a lot of the old SmackDown games, like SmackDown Just Bring It, uh, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. Al Snow's on those, so he should uh, he should like that I play those. Right. Um, Maybe you can learn something uh, from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roberts to SmackDown, too. Um like just like the, I, I wish they would bring Roberts SmackDown back, just as like a series. And then nothing will ever top the Roberts SmackDown games, just in my opinion. And I have the 2K games. I got 2K19, so and I, I just can't get into it. Like I can get into the classic ones. I don't know why. Have you uh, my new game that I go to all the time? I'm a big baseball head too, so I, I play baseball 365 days a year. I, I really just play every season game, but wrestling game. Have you played Fire Pro Wrestling? Uh, no. Is that a Nitro game? No, it is a. It's New Japan, legitimately, and you can really, yeah, you can download anybody from. Let's throw this out there. Hogan to Omega to Hillbilly Jim. And you just download them for free. And it's kind of like 16-bit. That's why when you said you're old school, like the graphics are old school. But what you can do on this game is phenomenal. No pun intended. Yeah. No, I would, that sounds like, something, sounds like something I would definitely be interested in. Were you ever into, like, the Raw vs. SmackDown game? I was. I, I've been – pro wrestling was my very first game on Nintendo, and I have not stopped playing wrestling games since then. King Slender, yeah. and yeah, I, I love those games. My favorites actually were, though, on the N64. I, I loved um, – Like Nitro? Yeah, those. Uh, they, they were just so like, fun. Yes. Yeah, No Mercy was a classic. I feel like No Mercy is like whenever people like mention wrestling games, I feel like that one always get brought, gets brought up. Yeah, that and WrestleMania. Yeah, those uh, those sixty four games were those were probably my favorite uh, until this Fire Pro Wrestling came out. It's phenomenal. You have a play, PlayStation yeah. Four, right? What'd you say? Sorry, I couldn't hear that one. Do you have a PlayStation Four? Uh, no, I actually have an Xbox One. So I had the PlayStation 2, and the PS3 came out, but then the 360 came out. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go with the 360 here. And I uh, just never switched back to PlayStation. Well, just hold out, because the PlayStation 5 will be out within a year, and Fire Pro will be on that, and it'll be amazing. Uh, what else do you play? And I'll probably have to go back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go back to PlayStation. What other games do you play though besides wrestling? Are you are you a sports game or I I picture you as a shooter. I really do. Oh yeah, man. I play a lot of uh, Resident Evil games. You remember the Resident Evil? I played the whole series, man. One to seven, all of them. I got the I got the newest one. Um, my favorite one was four. I don't know if you're really like a fan of Resident Evil games, but I love the mission games and the story behind the games. I uh, like suck at those games. Like the president's daughter gets kidnapped. And you got to, like, be on a mission to save the president's daughter. And, like, they, they like, injecting people with a disease called Umbrella. And they, like, they turn the whole city into zombies. But, so that's cool stuff. Yeah, I, I suck at those. My attention span is long enough to play an inning or a wrestling match. And then I have to do something else and come back. Plus, these kids nowadays, and I, I, I classify you as one of these kids, I can't play anything that's a shooter game because as soon as I turn around, I'm dead. And my son's throttling me at any of these uh, Medal of War games. Or, he's high. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 42. I, I know my limits, and I can't play those anymore. You're saying, like, Call of Duty. Like, you're just like, I hate Call of Duty. Yes. I'm with you on that one. Yes. I... like, on that one, you're just, you're just getting gunned down every five seconds. You're like, how do I even protect myself? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, 
So what else is on your mind? How how do you like uh, back to wrestling a little bit? Because OVW does it here and there. How? What's your feelings on intergender matches? Do you do you think it's the right way to go, or just take the whole stigmatism off of it and say it's a wrestling match nowadays? Right? Oh uh, man, that's that, that's a hard one. I think intergender matches can be done right. Uh, I just watched one with uh, Sammy Callahan and like Tessa Blanchard, and I thought they did it pretty well. Like I thought it was really really good. I thought they had emotion. I thought they told a story. Um, I thought it really put Tessa over like a uh, tough ass tough ass woman. And uh, I really like that one, but I've seen some really corny ones like like Joey Ryan and stuff that I really didn't like that much. But the one that I just saw with Callahan and uh, Tessa, I don't know if you saw it. It was really good. Of course I did. Tessa Blanchard is besides what, best in the world, easily the, the best female in the world. Yes, easily, easily, easily. And uh, yeah. I, I think she's just getting. Better and better, and I think the WWE's <clears throat> dropped the ball not getting her right off the bat. Oh, man, if they, they, they will, though, just because how good she is right now. I mean, like, she's wrestling in AAA. I mean, if if you're a female wrestler and you're not watching Tessa Blanchard, then you're just you're just wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's talk she's a, the best. She is the best. Let's talk a little bit about AEW. Have you watched any of that? I have watched AEW. AEW is very intriguing to me. I like with what they got going on there. I really like Luchasaurus. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff. Yes, that. yes. He's pretty cool. I like him, and actually, I, I'm, this is where I'm going to get slack from the whole women's roster from OVW that I'm going to bury myself, but my, my favorite female wrestler right now is on AEW in, in the form of Britt Baker because she lives legitimately 30 minutes away from where we both, both grew up. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I've actually broadcasted her basketball and volleyball games. So Britt and I have had a past, and she's been on the show. She's she's working her way to being right underneath Tessa Blanchard. Now put that on. I'll put money on that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Britt Baker's really good. I actually saw uh, like because like you know I've always been a fan of like watching Ring of Honor. Uh, Britt Baker's like stuff in Ring of Honor. I always thought was like really really good stuff. Right. All right. So, uh, and I haven't, those AW, like, I haven't really got, I, I got to watch Fighter Fest, but I didn't watch anything before that. They're, it'll get better. I Like, I like it right now, it'll get better, because once the TV deal starts, the storylines come. Right now, they're just putting on matches. I mean, it's, they have their yeah. cult following, so, yeah. Yeah, which is good. Right, right. All right, let's shift back into some questions, and this is one that you kind of started to answer already. Uh, we put it a little different spin on it. If you could have a dream match, who would it be? Anytime, anybody, you know, if you pick Macho Man, you get points. But um, dream match against who? What stipulation would it be, and at what arena? Uh, it would honestly, it would be in Freedom Hall. Because just because Louisville, it's a, it's a classic arena Louisville, where I grew up going to like wrestling shows, like Raw and SmackDown, because like KFC Young Center wasn't here yet. Uh, it would be a ladder match, and it would be versus Jeff Hardy. That, yeah. And I believe we would tear the house, I believe we would tear the house down. I uh, we would contrast well. Uh, I figured once you gave so much love to Jeff Hardy earlier, I figured it was going to go there. The ladder match, you're the first person from OVW to say a ladder match, so good. And well, I mean, I, if you're wrestling Jeff Hardy, why would you – you got to go a ladder match if you're wrestling him. Right, right. I agree. Uh, yeah. Again, we said you're about three years into the business, but – uh, there's some draftees that just came in the door at Davis Arena, and let's say Dustin Ridings comes up to you and says, "Hey, can you give me any advice? What do you What do you tell these new draftees?" Um, my advice is uh, it's not like your conventional advice, but it's uh, just to have a chip on your shoulder, uh, believe in yourself, be confident um, in everything that you do. Because if you're confident and you believe in yourself and, like, you go out there and, like, they start to teach you to wrestle and you start to do these drills, I've seen so many people fall because they don't have confidence. And, like, they just, you know, they don't develop as quickly because they don't have confidence. So I'm like, just be confident. You know, you're going to do it wrong at first, but be confident that you're going to get it right the next time. And then be confident you're going to get it right the next time. And you will catch on so much quicker, you know? Yeah, the only failure is when you quit is a good exactly. way to sum that up. 
Exactly. You got to stay believing in yourself. You can't get down on yourself. You have to understand this is a process. Um, that becoming a wrestler is a process, and you just gotta you gotta put your head to the grind, and you have to be confident and do your best every single day, and then eventually you will be one of the best. That's just how it works because. I believe in the law of attraction, and if they keep believing it and they keep putting in the work and stuff, they're going to be right up there with us. I I couldn't agree more. That's 100% true. All right, random thoughts. Uh, do you have anything on your mind that you want to bring up to everybody? In, uh, what, what questions, anything you want to ask? Oh, man. You, you, you said you were a big gamer. Like, uh, I, I just want to, like, um, like, go back to, like, What's your favorite uh, Roberts and SmackDown game? I know it's a dumb question, but you know I'm a nerd, man, so I gotta gotta go there. Um, I, I would have to say, bring bring it the one from PlayStation Two, yeah. Uh, oh, with the Rock on the cover. With the Rock, thank you. Yeah, with the Rock on oh, cover. That's such a good one, man. Dude, that's such a good that's such a good ass game. Just like how like I remember they had like the I Quit matches. You can just go anywhere in the building and beat the hell out of each other. Dude, you would. You get it on, like, forklifts and stuff. Like, man, just, oh, those games are so ahead of their time. If you think about it, those games were ahead of their time. They were. They really maybe, were. Maybe not Maybe not, Maybe not. not graphic-wise, but definitely, like, what you could do in the game-wise. When, when I got the game, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, this was, I don't know, years ago, maybe 30-plus years ago, that when I got the game, I would exclude any of my friends coming over for the first two days so I could play it. I, I was always a spoiled brat that would get games first because because I'm a spoiled brat. I'd play the hell out of it, but for the first five hours, Dustin, all I did was watch their entrances. I wanted to see everybody's entrance because there was times I knew I wasn't going to use D-Lo ever again. I yeah, just, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I was the same way. Or Albert, like, who? But why the hell would I wrestle with Albert? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was gonna be the Hardy Boys behind like ninety percent of the time because on Just Bring It, that was like the classic Hardy Boys. They're like they were like too extreme. They have like Jeff Hardy wore the purple jersey. Oh man, that's really cool. I also, I also have a little bit of action figure collection too. So that's something. I didn't know if you had if you relate with that, but of course. Well. uh... It's gone downhill recently because they're they're so expensive. You know, I had the I had every LJN, the big rubber ones from back in the day, and then they went to the Jacks, and then they went to the Hasbro's. I loved all those, but once they, you know, now they're making sixteen different John Cena's: one with a shirt, one with an orange shirt, one with a purple <laughs> shirt. I'm not getting one all those. Camo pants. Yeah, one with the camo pants, one with the tan pants, one with the jean shorts. Yeah, I'm not getting all those. And now the wife has also put the kibosh on buying half of them anyway. So I've kind of went a different way, and we're, we're doing uh, – I like those Funkos now. Do you like those? The what? What are they called? The Funko Pops. They're kind of like bobbleheads, but their head don't bobble. They're oh, big. yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't really get into those. I do – uh, like if, if I were to ever see like a Hardy Boys one, I'd probably go for that. I definitely still like have like – if you were coming, uh, like, I definitely still have, like, all the Hardy Boys action figures, like, from, like, currently to keep going. I got the TNA figures, so, like, if so, there was, like, a Hardy Pop thing, I would definitely get it. I would imagine there is. You just need to dig a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. It, anything, what else? Uh, action figures, video games. I'm a big bobblehead guy, too. A huge. You're a bobblehead? I'm not a big bobblehead guy. See, I never, I never could get into that. Video games, bobblehead, uh, some some other stuff that I'm interested in outside of here is, uh, you know, I just feel like, I, you know, I feel like everybody, since every young kid, I feel like I would fit in on a reality show. Well, I like to go out, drink, have a good time with my friends. I love, like, a party atmosphere. Like, I love, like, music. I love, like, music. I like to dance. Like, I like, I like all that stuff. So, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm definitely, like, a... I'm definitely like I love to go out and I love to be in an environment where there's other people having fun. I agree. I agree. And speaking of which, uh, this past Saturday was a block party, and what a huge success by Brian Kinnison putting that together. That was a blast. Man, they did a hell of a job, man. Just the way they put that together, um, I could tell you could tell they were stressed just because they put so much work in on it. I think they were nervous about the turnout. 
But, you know, I, I think it turned out well. What do you think? You think it turned out well? I, I think it turned out great. I, I think the number one thing was that dunk tank. Uh, I think next year maybe the block party extends to maybe five hours. Sorry, Brian, but maybe I'll help you out so, some more. But get more uh, heels in there. I mean, that was – People just going after Ashcraft and Callie and even turning on Sam to, to dunk them and all that money going to charity. That's a wonderful event. Yeah, yeah. And OVW, I'm just going to say this. This is this is my message to the management at OVW. They just need to go ahead and uh, turn Sam heel. They just need to do it. It's, it's time. It's time. I would agree, I, but the fans are going to cry. Yeah, but like half the crowd's already against us, so why not just pull the full trigger? I'll, I'm going to bury myself once again. I think I voted for Sam 17 times to be in a dunk tank. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he's a, he's such a talented guy, but uh, I mean like he he comes across as a heel, and I think he would play that role very very well. Like I think I could see him, and I don't know if uh, you could see this uh, too, but. I could see him kind of playing that Enzo Amore kind of heel. Oh, man. I, I I hate that comparison. I like where you're going, but please. Yeah, like. He is the uh, waste of wrestling. Like I do. You, you don't know. Like, you got to know him personally to see what I'm like, like saying. Like, he, he can be an annoying guy. Oh, well. All right. Uh, Bree's not, <laughs> Bree's not going to like that, but all right. Yeah. And he'll laugh when he hears it. Good, good, yeah, because I have him in a couple of weeks on the show, so I'm gonna get. Yeah, uh... you should talk to him about it. Me and him are good friends, so like he'll he'll, he'll he won't take offense. I've told him this before. Nice. All right, all right. Uh, shout out all your social medias to everybody, so they can give you a follow and uh, watch your party life and see what's going on. Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, Dustin underscore Jackson, bro. Um, and Facebook at just Dustin Jackson. So uh, those are my two social media accounts right now um, that, that that I'm using and pushing as hard as I can. Um, so yeah, go give me a follow. Those are the best ones. Twitter is such a pain in the ass sometimes, though. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mess with Twitter. So if they're looking for me on Twitter, they're not going to find me because I haven't, I haven't got into it yet. Yeah, it don't don't because it consumes your yeah. life. <laughs> so. All right. It, your time, I it does. It does. It, unless you got anything else, uh, I'm gonna let you go. I know you, you got to eat. You got to get ready for SmackDown. You got to get ready to watch Randy Orton kick some ass tonight. That is true, man. That that feud with uh, you can tell I'm a fan. That's that's one thing that we relate, man. That feud with Randy Orton and uh, Kofi Kingston, I actually find very interesting. Yeah, I, I do now. I really do. I, I love this Kofi. I love the whole bootios. Um, I'm a child, so that's I like it. Yeah, like to, to me, it comes across as corny, but I can see how it would get over. So, all right, buddy, we will catch you September. Actually, I'm gonna break it. Um, I will be in OVW next. Wednesday, which is by the time this airs, it's actually four days from now. I will be back in Kentucky at Davis Arena uh, doing some more stuff. So I will see you then, Dustin Jackson. Okay, man. Sounds good. So there you go. Some breaking news to end the interview. I will be heading back down to Louisville this coming Wednesday and Thursday to get acclimated with some more OVW stuff along with uh, some other, I don't know, uh, stuff that I have going on. We'll just leave it at that for right now. Number two, damn, Dustin Jackson knows his video games, doesn't he? I told you this was going to be a little long. It's fun. It's really fun the way that we can connect and just... Talk wrestling, and it doesn't have to be about wrestling. It could be about wrestling video games, and you can feel how happy Dustin was when we were talking about that. I haven't played that game in a minute, but hopefully if I head over to Dustin's house, um, I, I can throw that disc in and play it with him for a little bit. He'll probably beat my ass. He will probably beat my ass without a doubt. I haven't played that in a while, I said. And number three, as always, uh, thanks to... Al Snow and Chad Miller for making this possible. Dustin, I know you're about there listening to this right now. Thank you for stepping on to the show and having fun. This was a great interview that was thrown against the wall and we came up with anything we possibly could. And finally, 
finally, finally, finally. Guys, be on the lookout. Uh, I'm not going to say near future, but soon. Maybe soon enough that we're going to have Dustin Jackson back on and uh, he could be an analyst for us about Raw or SmackDown, or maybe we'll talk to him about an AEW event coming up or something, just to see what he has to say from being, air quotes, in the business and and tell us what he saw of that. So, yeah, uh, a lot is open the doors right now with Dustin Jackson because he's crazy. He's uh, the party animal. Do you remember Spuds McKenzie from back in the day? That is Dustin Jackson wrapped up in a nutshell. Guys, uh, another great interview once again, and thanks to everybody across the board. Keep listening. Keep sending people our way that you want us to reach out to and chat with. Keep sending in uh, the keep sending in the praises. We love when you guys say, man, that interview with Dustin Jackson was great. Uh, I really was scared when you guys talked to Chase Destiny or Randall Floyd's hairline really isn't that bad. Nonetheless, that's just the way it goes here on Can Crushers. So we will see you Wednesday. Uh, don't forget, we'll be giving away those tickets to Stomp Out Cancer as well, live on Facebook Live. Uh, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that. But nonetheless, a lot of wrestling this week. But remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. <laughs>